I, I did find out some fun little Tony likes, likes and I was like to bring up some facts that ears have the smallest bones in the body. I'm sure you already know that, Nicole, but I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to share that. And the, and I, I it's the big, a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Yes, this is definitely mine. Th- thank you, Todd. Uh, yeah. And I got a, t- here's a test for uh, Nicole. What animal has the best hearing? Then, 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 then. Oh my God. A, a bunny? No. Dog. Tony, try? A dog. No. Bats are known to have the uh, have hearing best hearing of all <laughs> land mammals. So, you got me, Todd. You yeah, got thanks, me. Todd. Thank you. What's so, next now? Yeah, no, no, that's good. That was just a test. I just did a little test. I'm going to um, go get my cardigan yeah. and put on my slippers. Yeah, Mr. Rogers. I'm Todd Harrington, and you're listening to the Gray Matters Podcast. Along with my co-host, Tony Hoyland, each episode explores a special guest's lifelong passion. There'll be a bit of nostalgia, but mostly it's our guest's personal story of how they discovered their passion and how it evolved over the years. Welcome to the Gray Matters Podcast. guest today is Nicole Cataret. She's a designer, entrepreneur, and hearing aid evangelist. She started a career in New York City at ad agencies working on big brands like Sony, NBC Universal, Comcast, and many others. Then in 2010, she moved over to the startup world, and that's where she stayed. But in 2013, Nicole was diagnosed with permanent and sudden hearing loss, but it took her two years to get her first set of hearing aids. The whole process was frustrating, and she wanted to better understand why so many people with hearing loss take years to do something about it, and she knew there was a better way. So in 2018, she co-founded Lively with Adam Karp and Elad Collette with a vision to make hearing aids more accessible and affordable. Without further ado, Nicole Cataret. Hello, Nicole. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So wait, and now before uh, we jump in, you'll hear another voice chime in as well accomplished musician and professional voiceover whose voice makes you truly grateful you can hear my talented co-host oh Tony Hoyland you're getting weirder each yeah, time I, 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 Nicole's oh, to tell, uh, Tony. hi Tony nice to meet you oh, hey so, Nicole how's it going I, I tend going to spring a, a surprise zinger on Tony before the intro so, oh my so god never knows. I, I throw him off all the time so really in this podcast Nicole I don't know if you were able to hear some in the past but basically we we spent a lot of time with people's lifelong passion yours is very different uh it's more like it's truly a calling as i think you described it to me a while back but i think we need to go back because i obviously i hinted what happened can take us back to that day and what happened when you realized you know not realized when you lost your hearing was it one ear both ears how did it come about yeah um i w- it was incredibly sudden so it was uh just a couple days after my daughter's first birthday Um, And my husband was out and I was playing catch with my six-year-old son uh, and Scarlett was uh, sitting in a bouncy seat and we were playing catch and suddenly I had this horrible ringing in my ear 
uh, and I had terrible vertigo. And so hmm. I literally was running drills with my son to say, do you know how to call 911? <laughs> oh it God. was so concerning. And so I put the kids to bed and I went to bed and my husband came home and he was concerned that I couldn't hear, but I was more concerned that the vertigo, every time I rolled over, I was vomiting. It oh was, uh, the, vo- oh. the vertigo was some of the worst experience I've ever had. Um, and so, um, like I said, I was not, I, I couldn't hear out of my left ear, but I, I, that was not the, the urgent issue. Uh, I thought I had a terrible case of the flu. I, uh, or maybe food poisoning. Uh, I laid around in bed for two days and then finally my husband was like, forget it. And, uh, Mm. physically carried me like hold, carrying me down the street, you know, Livingston, uh, in Brooklyn, running down uh, Livingston street in Brooklyn to the doctor's office. Um, and, um, you know, this is one of the things that really surprised me considering the um, prevalence of sudden hearing loss. My doctor had no idea what was going on with me. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and he sent me to the emergency room, and they had no idea. And they said, we cannot send you home until you can walk. <laughs> and so for the next, for the hours that we were at the um, ER, my husband was helping me because I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know how to help me, and I, I, I don't want to be admitted. Um, and so he helped me, and, and, um, and they gave me a referral to an ENT. And so mm. when I went to see the ENT, um, he said, well, it's a shame you hadn't come in sooner because there would have been a chance that you could have, um, that your hearing loss was not permanent. And so that was another thing that really surprised me was with a sudden, uh, what, what the doctors at the ENT diagnosed me with um, sudden sensory neural uh, hearing loss. And uh, I, I mean, I could barely pronounce it. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and in my case, it was permanent. Uh, quite often, uh, it's temporary. Um, uh, there are degrees of uh, hearing loss. Um, so typically, it's not co- uh, quite so severe. Uh, it often accompanies vertigo. Um, but I had a particularly, particularly bad bout. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, was, I took steroids and I was really hoping to get my, my hearing back. Um, and about, you know, they kept testing. And three months later, we did the second test. And I was so optimistic. I was, you know, I had finally gotten back to work. I'd really gotten the vertigo under control. And what I realized now is that I was already starting to compensate for my hearing loss. And so I thought that my hearing had improved. And the audiologist who ran the test was like, Oh no, I'm sorry. It hasn't improved. And given how long, you know, you, the um, the onset of the hearing loss, um, it would be very surprising if it had returned. Um, and oh it rocked me. <laughs> yeah. It was really uh, uh, heartbreaking for me. Um, and then um, that was kind of it. And then I, then I learned to live with hearing loss for a while. But I mean, it, it, there's no. Uh, there, there's nothing in your past that no. indicated just something. It just it's hit you like a two by four. That was my question. Is there so there was was there an actual cause or yep. is it just something that people get? Yeah, it's a thing that people get. So the wow. uh, they sent me to a neurologist um, because the uh, if you have um, single sided deafness, which I have, uh, it could be that like holy smoke, you have a brain tumor, which you know. That's the worst case scenario, yeah, and yeah, that did yeah, not occur right. to me. Um, and I met with the neurologist, and he was like, you know, they, they attribute it to what's known as Meniere's disease, 
Um, and that, what the neurologist said, that's a waste paper diagnosis. Uh, they really don't mm. know what it is. He's like, they think it's a virus. Uh, it affects people more in the some People are hit with it more in the spring and fall. Um, and uh, it's usually like comes on very quickly. And that's it. But again, if you seek treatment right away, there are some um, steroids that you can take or steroids that you can have injected. And people do um, uh, do sometimes restore their hearing. You know, so if there's one thing I like for people to understand is if you lose your hearing, you get to the ENT and you demand that they see you that day. <laughs> but I mean, it, but it's also, I mean, if you got here quicker, I mean, it's not like you were hanging out for a couple oh, of days. Exactly. I mean, it's just like, what's quicker? I mean, you, like there was no warning, right? Yeah. It just came yeah. on and just became yeah. debilitating. I mean, and it's, it's interesting in, in, in prep for this. I did like, as I do some research, but it's like hearing loss is the third most common health problem in the United States. You know, I, I just think of when I think of hearing loss and we'll talk about this, you know, it's and we'll talk about the stigma of it. But it's kind of like, yeah, I know I can't hear, but like hearing aids, you know, and I know we're going to go into that because that's the stigma of it. Like, I, that means I'm old or stuff like that. But we've all spent Tony, I'm sure as well, has spent quite a bit of time way too close to the speakers growing oh, up God, on music yeah. and, and I know I have bad hearing and as I joked with Tony earlier it's like it's definitely selective hearing at times depends who's yelling at me but um, <laughs> but I know it's a little more than that and and, and so I it, it scares me uh, that how it scares me obviously it's frightened you that, that this can come on so quickly mm-hmm. I mean just bizarre to me and so you dug in being the, the talented designers you are you dug in and studied and, and said wait a minute uh you know first of all you didn't get hearing aids let's go back you, you didn't get any hearing aid for what it said two years two told, years were, yeah yeah what were you thinking i mean uh, you just like i was like oh i can deal with it right uh, i can okay. I, and and quite honestly you know the as i mentioned the, the vertigo was so debilitating. I was like, single-sided deafness, no biggie. Um, um, okay. And, um, you know, I was working at, uh, we by then were an Amazon subsidiary, um, and you got to be, you got to be really sharp. You got to be really yeah. be on your game. And I found in meetings, um, I couldn't hear what was going on. But what is interesting with hearing loss is it's not just that you can't hear, it's that you mishear. So your brain is trying to make connections, but because you're missing certain sounds, you're hearing the wrong thing, right? So someone might be saying nine and you're hearing fine, right? And so uh, I, like I said, I I, I noticed that I was, I was making mistakes at work and it's very embarrassing when you need to ask someone in a meeting to repeat things or what did that guy say? Um, and so, um, and, and then the, the other piece is, you know me, Todd, uh, no. I don't think you'd describe me as a wallflower. No, not the opposite. Um, <laughs> There's I no was, wall in you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was um, declining invitations. I was leaving events early because I was frustrated. I was embarrassed. And I felt really left out. And it, it felt like there wasn't anything there for me. Um, and my husband was, he sent me a couple of articles on hearing loss. And then he sent me an article about the correlation between untreated hearing loss and cognitive decline. And I was like, okay, oh. okay. <laughs> that's not to, just yeah. like feeling bad about yourself. That yeah. is, you know, early onset cognitive decline. And so there is lots of correlations. It's not, uh, it, it has not been fully attributed to be a, uh, a causal uh, of cognitive decline. But there's enough signposts that I was like, yeah, I'm going to go get some hearing aids. Um, and so I did. I had a wonderful 
audiologist. She looked at my, you know, I, I set out with the goal of getting hearing aids. And I had a really great audiologist who looked at my audiogram and she said, you need a special kind of hearing aid. So because I am profoundly deaf in one ear, I need a, the kind of hearing aid is called a cross. Uh, so I, I wear two hearing aids. It, one is basically a microphone and it picks up the sound and it sends it to the other one in the right oh ear. My God. And what's <clears throat> amazing about hearing aids is that magically somehow my brain understands that that sound is coming from the left side even oh my though God, I'm that's so it cool. from the right side. That's so fantastic. Wow. It's, it's incredible. They really are. Wow. Uh, and, you, you you know, I became very evangelical. <clears throat> Anybody who had hearing loss, like, they, you know, basically they were told, stay away from Nicole unless, unless you want to get a lecture. <laughs> so um, when I got the, you know, I, as I said, I, I set out to get hearing aids. Um, and um, the audiologist, you know, said, you can get this special kind of hearing aid. And I said, great. And she said, and I said, how much? And she said, $4,500. And I was like, that's cool. I have insurance. And she's like, hmm, maybe you should check on that. Yeah. Um, because insurance typically does not cover it. And I was like, oh, man, I got Why? Amazon insurance, right? I got yeah. great insurance. Yeah, yeah. And I checked and they covered, a, they, get, they offered a $1,000 hearing aid benefit Every two or three years, because here, here's the punchline. Uh, you don't buy hearing aids and then you have them for the rest of your life. It's a piece of technology that you're wearing, you know, on and, and in your body. It breaks, mm. it wears out. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, every three to six years, you're in the market for a new hearing aid. That is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so sure I Amazon figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, um, I knew that, you know, I was like, I'm fortunate. I, uh, I was committed to buying hearing aids. So, um, but I also am a New Yorker, right? Yeah. And so I called around and I was like, Hey, I need this kind of hearing aid. How much do they cost? Calling different, um, uh, you know, smaller audiology clinics. And they, they wouldn't give me an answer on the phone. They're like, please come in. And I was like, you know what? I just, I, I really like my audiologist um, yeah. and I want to get them now, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm ready yeah. to solve this problem. So um, I called her and I said, yep, I want to do it. And she's like, um, great. Oh, oh no. Uh, uh, so I paid her, right? I went in and I paid her and she placed the order. And then I went in again to pay the balance and get them fitted. And then I have to do all the insurance reimbursement. And so it took like a long time, right? Yeah. It took four visits for me, you know, uh, to understand what was going on. Uh, and I was very committed to getting hearing aids. It was kind of a hassle. Um, mm. but, but like I said, you know, I, um, I was delighted. It changed my life. I, um, I couldn't believe that I waited two years. Um, I was so, uh, self-conscious, when I first wore them the first day at the office, I thought that everyone was pretending they couldn't see them. Um, Todd, Todd, as I mentioned, he knows me. I have very, very <laughs> short hair. Um, and uh, nobody noticed them. Uh, wow. These are, hearing aids are not like what you imagine they look like. People start forming their impression of what hearing aids look like, you know, when they're in their 20s, teens, 20s, what, what did grandpa wear? Well, hearing aids are like any piece of technology, right? They're getting better and smaller. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, the old ones are humongous, right? I mean, like wrap around the ears and all that. So I'm sure, obviously, they're making them smaller. And I don't think they were very good. My mom was lost her pretty much 
you know, could barely hear when she passed away. And, um, you know, she had a lot of difficulty with hearing aids. I mean, I think it was complicated for her. It was like they had tiny batteries. I think they were very difficult for an elderly person to manage, you know, and it was a real drag because it's, it's very, I mean, your situation was different, Nicole, because it was one ear and you were, you know, capable. Mm-hmm. Um, but an elderly person, I mean, it kind of isolates you, you mm-hmm. know, and it, and it, uh, even those around them are very frustrated, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, it's just hard. It's it's, a, it's 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 hard to explain it unless you've been through it. It's re- it's no good. And they yeah. also at, at that age, they like with my mom, my dad they would get frustrated. She'd lose them all the time. And she'd oh yeah, run. yeah. And, and they're I think they're difficult for an elderly person to deal with. I don't know about now. That that seems to be like that would be a great product. I mean, uh, something that's very very simple. Um, you know, uh, they're not quick with any sort of technology or anything like that. So. Well, that leads me to Lively, and I see the mission is we empower people with hearing loss to connect with their world through effortless technology and delightful care. So take us into how that happened with Adam and um, Elad. You you connected with them. It's quite a jump from design uh, for brands, and it's obviously a lot more personal that you went into that field. But tell us how you got there and why is yours better and how are you making it cheaper or Uh, less expensive? How's that? Yeah. Yeah. Cheaper. Thank you. I mean, um, uh, I, it was honestly, it was quite a bit of right place and right time, uh, a a true sense of serendipity. Um, So I uh, was super evangelical about hearing aids. Um, uh, After I got mine and saw how improved my life was, I remember talking to my dad, um, who has diagnosed (laughs) hearing loss in the 70s. And when I talked to him, um, you know, in 2015, 16, like, hey, you got to get these. He was like, Nick, I'm too young for hearing aids. I'm like, uh, I'm like Dad, yeah, I got it. Dad, you're, si- you're 68, you know? Um, and uh, and it, it really struck a chord with me that he knew that he had had this problem um, and was um, kind of unwilling to address it. And I think what's, uh, what's different from my experience, from most people's experience, is uh, for most people, it's, uh, it's very, very gradual, right? Mm-hmm. And you become... Uh, very good at compensating for your hearing loss. Like I found myself positioning myself uh, in certain seats so that I could hear better, right? Like Mm -hmm. organizing my life so that I could hear better rather than actually solving my problem. And so with um, typical age-related hearing loss, which is by far the vast majority of people who have hearing loss, um, they don't realize it's happening. And they (laughs) they all think they're doing better than they are. Right. So Mm. I would Todd, I would say you should ask your wife how bad your hearing loss is. Right. Oh, I know it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. But they they really um, the the spouses, the caregivers, the children, they're always the ones who are much more aware of Mm -hmm. how little you can hear. And Mm -hmm. so so um, I was just like, God, this is so bizarre. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, as I was working within startups, um, you know, I was always driven, uh, connected to mission driven companies. When I was at diapers.com and soap.com, our mission was to be mom's best friend. Um, I joined them because I was a rabid diapers.com customer and I wanted to be a part of a company that was all in. And so that, that really is what has driven my startup career. 
So through Imprint and Blink Health, uh, and really trying to connect, how can I use my skills to uh, to help people, right? And when uh, I was looking for a new opportunity, and I got connected with this uh, venture studio, so a group of investors who identified business lines, um, and uh, and they staff people. And so uh, they're basically building startups. So I went in for actually a completely different role that I was not interested in. Um, and I said, oh, that's, you know, that's not for me. But, and I showed them that I wore hearing aids. I was like, but I do wear hearing aids and I love the space. And um, the guy I was talking to, Evan, he kind of got quiet for a second. And he, he left and came back with an NDA. And for a second, I was like, oh my God. Am I being discriminated against because I just <laughs> revealed, you know, that I had this issue. And so I signed the NDA and he said, the, our first business is selling hearing aids online. And I said, oh, let's do this, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so um, um, because this kind of I've worked at all at a couple of different startups. Right. And the ones where it's a it is a uh, somebody who's been working on it in their garage for 10 years. Um, that's a really tough way to start mm -hmm. a business. But when you have a startup that is, uh, you know, already funded, already giving you runway, uh, they want to hire the right people for the job as opposed to, hey, can you do this thing? <laughs> right. They're yeah, really yeah. they're really vetting. And so we, uh, you know, I just got so lucky to be partnered with people um, of real integrity. Right. When I think of my. My, my two co-founders, Elad and Adam, they really are uh, honest, straightforward people with integrity. We have radically different approaches um, and, uh, and we all complement each other. Um, and there's a lot of mutual respect. And, and I have to say, it's just been such a pleasure to, to work with them. Well, you're also um, now, like I said earlier about design, you're also, it's, it's a different purpose. It has yeah. much more meaning what you're doing, the design. So it, it's affecting you personally. So it takes on a whole nother level of, of, of passion as far as making this work for your customers. And I think, you know, about the product, not to go too deep into the product, but you, you obviously have sorted out through your technology, through your team as to make it less expensive. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, you mentioned in my talking to my daughters and, and my wife, it's like, I, I, all I think of is I'm not getting them. These are too expensive. <laughs> so, you know, to know that they are out there and available. And, you know, uh, and another question that I throw on there, and you can answer it, is that is it like you're wearing Air, uh, AirPods? I mean, they're, they're Bluetoothy, and you can listen to music and, and hear and, and have, a, have a call with these? Or how, how does it work? Um, okay, remind me to go back to the features of it because it is yeah. it's kind of amazing how much okay. technology is advanced. Um, but what you know what we set out to do uh, is one, one of the things I think that most people don't know about hearing aids is it's not they're not like glasses. You don't get them and everything's perfect um, because you because typically people have had uh, hearing loss for for some time the average person who actually gets a hearing aid waits five to seven years from when they understand that they have hearing loss until they do anything about it so um, and their hearing loss is getting worse and mm. so when you first get the hearing aids it's amazing right you're like mm -hmm. oh, I can hear the 
birds. Uh, everybody says that. They have no idea how loud and noisy their birds are. They're like, I can hear, I can hear the birds, and I can, you know, I can finally hear my wife. Uh, and uh, but I can also hear the clock ticking and the cutlery in the drawer and paper crumpling because all the noise comes rushing back. And that is really hard. And that's mm. where the audiologist comes in, right? So audiologists talk to you and they, they, they're kind of, there's like the, the, the science of the hardware and this, and you know, I can't wait to talk to you about it because it's super, it's like, feels like the future. Um, there's the science of the hardware, but there's really the art of the audiologist, right? Where they're, they're counseling you um, because I like, you know, uh, my vocabulary around my hearing loss, like what I can hear and where I can hear it. My vocabulary is like my vocabulary about wine, right? People say, what kind of wine do you like? And I'm like the red kind, <laughs> right? I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to talk about that. And the audiologist really teases that out. And so, you know, one of the things that was incredibly important to all of us when we started was that we had a deep relationship um, with audiology, that audiology is like a core value of the company. And so we, um, you know, we had two great people to start the team. Uh, one was Dr. Harvey Abrams, who is our head of research. Um, and he was like, uh, you know, he worked at Walter Reed. He used to petition Congress about, uh, you know, why he, getting uh, coverage for hearing aids is so important. And he's been advocating for what we do, which is remote adjustments for years, right? Basically, ever since the smartphone came out and the ability to pair hearing aids to your phone, remote technology allows the audiologist to make adjustments to your hearing aids, uh, you know, from their That's office crazy. to the cloud and then to your hearing aids. So you, you never have to go into an office. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. That's amazing, particularly during the the ones you sold during the pandemic, like you just oh, the, remotely. Yeah, must have, your your sales must have skyrocketed. It was, and it was also that was a, a you know a, a community that were most at risk, right? Like the yeah. you know um, uh, the folks that are aging, they were at the highest risk for um, having really bad outcomes with with COVID, and so uh, you know they couldn't get their hearing aids adjusted. They uh, and also <laughs> everybody's wearing masks. Masks, right. And so yeah. some of their coping mechanisms, like like reading lips or or seeing those visual cues, it was a lot harder. Mm. Um, and so uh, and they and then, you know, again, a lot of serendipity, a lot of really, really good luck. Uh, people got a whole lot more comfortable with telemedicine. Mm -hmm. right? That's true. You yeah. know, so all those barriers, I don't want to do that online. Well, they were doing lots of things online that they hadn't been doing before. Well, I saw on the, the website you, you, you can test it online. I haven't mm -hmm. done it yet because it's all part of my have to, the delay you're talking about, the years of deciding. I'm still maybe year five. I guess, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm sure my, my kids particularly would love if I didn't have to repeat themselves that many times. So I will now consider it. But, you know, I, I think um, looking at how it's done online, I mean, I, maybe I have to just go through it. But wouldn't it be – it depends on the, the quality of your, your – device to, to do the test properly, I guess. I mean, it's like, what if you have a crappy computer? I mean, you're doing it through the computer and you're do, getting a test done, I'm assuming, and maybe you have to go through it where there's actually a listening and responding, but if it can't be perfect if you're doing it from your computer. 
No, it's not. It's not a diagnostic tool, but what okay. it does, what it does is it sets, it gives you us enough information to say, Hey, are you a good fit for our product? Right? We're not, oh, okay. we can't serve uh, people who have, I, here's the cosmic joke. I can't wear our hearing aids, right? <laughs> I have profound deafness in, in one ear and we don't carry that, but people who have uh, severe hearing loss, uh, or profound hearing loss, we we can address their hearing loss. And so it, it basically it helps us understand if you're a candidate, and then it puts it in that range so that when you get them out of the box, they're about right. And mm. that is why you have to meet with our audiologist who gotcha. talks to you, and they make adjustments based on what you can hear. And so they're not setting it um, to where you're eventually going to be, right? They want to make sure that they're not, um, that it doesn't feel too loud for you, right? Um, and so the the way, you know, you should definitely do a follow-up with um, Dr. Abrams and Elad Collette, who um, did all of the testing on like 50 different devices for, and, and types of headphones from like, you know, the kind you can buy at CVS to like Bose uh, noise canceling. And really what it comes down to is um, uh, we're setting the baseline, right? We have you turn your volume all the way up so that it's not variable. And then we get this baseline that we can program the hearings, hearing aids, knowing that we're going to connect with you uh, to make adjustments. And that is very typical of um, when you buy a hearing aid at a traditional audiology clinic. They fit you in that first day, um, and then uh, you go back a couple of weeks later, and they make adjustments based on your feedback. Um, mm. But what the, you know, one of the benefits that we offer is you don't have to go into an audiologist's office. Uh, and also, you know, one of the my my um, my problem, which I cannot solve, uh, is my my uh, my hearing loss. Um, is in the ear that faces out in the kitchen. So when I'm in the kitchen cooking and my children are uh, screaming <laughs> and my husband is trying to talk to me, uh, I can't hear. And so when I need an adjustment, right, I go to the audiologist, I sit in the quiet of her office, I explain what the trouble is, uh, and, you know, from memory, for, you know, with, what, with our technology, I can talk to the audiologist. She can make an adjustment right then, and I'll know if the situation is better or not immediately. Wow. Yeah, it's probably it's a lot cheaper to do that than to renovate the house, to redo the kitchen, or sell the house. Uh, yeah, for a different that, position. <laughs> but also, uh, that, that, that's the stuff that leads to it being less expensive. So, so the, the, the technology obviously is so advanced, and I, and I love that they can do this remotely. That's amazing. I mean, it's something to, to think about. Now, one thing that I promised I'd cover is it, it, it seems to come up in things I've read and in, in, in the stigma and how are you doing that in your messaging to kind of get more people in because the numbers are staggering, like yeah. you know, 430 million people or something, uh, uh, 432 million adults, 34 million children. They all have you know some hearing uh, loss, and they need these so it is the stigma that's the big hurdle and again even though my children want me to do this and get something i i just had the thought of putting something in my ear i don't know it just yeah. uh yeah so that you come across that non-stop you yeah that? you are yeah. you are so not alone you really aren't <laughs> only um you know they they say that only about 20 percent of people who would benefit from a hearing aid actually get them 
Um, and even in the UK, where um, hearing you can basically get hearing aids for free, uh, the adoption rate is not dramatically better. Right. And so, wow. yeah. And so while, you know, there, there's lots of reasons that people don't get hearing aids. Um, and to me, you know, there there is the hassle. Like, I don't want to deal with this. I've been I've had hearing loss for a while. Uh, it's not that bad. Right. Like all those reasons. Um, price is the one that I get. Right. Like, mm. yeah, I get there for a lot of people like four or five, six thousand dollars. That's that's really out of reach for them. Um, but people find money for lots of things yeah, that they want yeah, right yeah. and so uh you know being able to bring the cost down i think is uh you know uh, makes me feel really great but i think as a designer the stigma that you talked about that's the thing that i love sure. <laughs> right because i i work so i oversee both the brand and the product experience right so so how you take the hearing test what information you get right those i oversee the teams that do that work and the biggest reason that people don't get hearing aids is stigma. And it's not just that you or others are worried that other people are going to think you're old. It's that you think you're old, right? It's that acceptance um, that you are someone of an age that would need hearing aids. And who wants to pay thousands of dollars to feel like that, right? Like Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I think that that is how... Uh, that's one of the guiding principles for the design team, right? So our the design team's mission, which ladders up to the um, to the company mission, is to rebrand hearing loss and treatment. Hearing, sure. yeah, hearing loss is an old people problem, and hearing aids are an old people solution. That's the perception. So I, I actually read something about that. It's interesting. I said uh, uh, the study found that hearing loss stigma is strongly associated with feelings of altered self perception. It said. Yeah. Some examples cited are the perception of being, quote, abled versus disabled mm -hmm. and smart versus cognitively impaired. I'm like, mm -hmm. wow. Okay. Um, you know, I, well, I also think about the convenience. Sorry, Tony. Go ahead. I was just going to say on that point, like if you ever turn on TV now, basically it's almost, well, not all, but there's cars and beverages, but it's tons of pharmaceuticals and stuff because mm -hmm. pretty much only old people watch regular TV now. Right. Mm -hmm. But um it's all, you know, if you see a hearing loss thing, it's, it's always an older, an elderly person. I mean, you know, That's and I mean, change that. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. of the convenience and the look and like, I'm, I just had a vision of going swimming. What is it? You got to obviously take it out. And I mean, it's kind of like glasses when I play sports, <laughs> they fog up. Like, I don't want another thing. I got my glasses, I got my hearing aid. Like Dude, before, you know, it's like crap all over You're never going to do it. I can yeah, tell right now. <laughs> Right out. But also, I mean, I, like I said, I asked earlier about, uh, you know, music because I yeah. listen to music nonstop and I'm sure this level I have it on is not helping. My, With headphones. Yeah. Also. And so right. what, how do, do you then, do they replace your earbuds or like do you just do tunes through your, your lively hearing aids? Yeah. So, um, we, so the hearing aids are Bluetooth enabled and so you can stream uh, music, anything you're streaming through your phone, you can stream to your hearing aids. Okay. Um, they are, so they're like, I'm going to be totally straight. They're awesome for like news, uh, podcasts. Uh, but like, if you're really, a, you know, a musician and you're, you're expecting the same, uh, quality level of music that you would hear through headphones, it's not the same because mm. the headphones that you wear cover up all the noise outside. 
right? True. And the hearing aids that you wear, the reason that you can wear them all day and they feel effortless, right, is they allow uh, sound and air and all of that to go into your ear. So that Mm -hmm. means that it's really great for clarity of speech. It's really great uh, to to hear, uh, to catch up on the news or podcasts. But if, like, you really want to enjoy music... Uh, you I, you probably wouldn't stream them through your hearing aids. But then you just take them out. I mean, I guess they, they're not stuck in your ear. You just take them out yeah. and put your other things in. I mean, I guess they don't have to be... In fact, you don't have to wear them every day, I guess, if you don't feel like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, people, once they start, like, I don't know, if I'm with Tony, I might not want to wear them because I'd have to listen to everything he says. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe Poor it's Tony. selective. It's selective. This is my job on this little show. <laughs> Poor you know, Tony. This is what happens. Yeah. Um, Todd, uh, is this a real thing for you? I did. Is, uh, you really, I didn't know that you had this. What'd you say? The, the hearing oh, loss. Yeah. The hearing loss. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah, I've gone to. I'm actually uh, canceled my hearing uh, appointment because uh, uh, I want to do this session first because I was going to go get it checked again. They said it's you know typical of my age, but he used the line selective hearing and and particularly in the worst as I'm sure Nicole. Uh, Hears about is when you're at a party. Forget about yeah. it. Oh yeah, no, yeah. because it's there's so much. It's just too much. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, everybody our age went to tons of concerts and probably mm. were way. You know. Yeah. I mean, I remember this, the concert that damaged my hearing was ZZ Top when I was in high school. <laughs> there you go. And it was so loud that I actually couldn't hear it. I mean, it was all all white noise. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I definitely felt like that one did it. But I do a thing now. Um, I I will if it's really loud where I'm getting a lot of white noise stuff I'll I'll like kind of close my my you know the front I don't know what it's called that little front part of your ear I push yep. it down and and I hear it, everything fine I don't hear any of the noise Wow um, uh, two of my musician friends like professional mus- musician friends have tinnitus or tinnitus whatever tinnitus. it's called well, I got that and I know it drives them nuts but it's one of those weird things where I know the one the one guy is a bit of a hypochondriac, which I can relate to. But he, it's one of those things, I mean, it's a real thing, but yeah. if he thinks about it, it's a hundred times worse. You know what I mean? If he just kind of goes with it, it's okay. The other friend, he has to be, he can't go to sleep without the TV on. Oh, right? I, so I guess it's noticing. I, I totally have tinnitus. It ring every, all day right now. It's, a, it's got buzzing in my head. It's more of a buzz and a ringing. I don't think that's hearing loss. Yeah. No, no, it's both. <laughs> it's a fly guy, man. But the, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The, the correlation with hearing loss and tinnitus, uh, I think it's like 80% of people who have tinnitus also have hearing loss. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it can be. I have tinnitus. Uh, and, uh, you know, when I go, I, and I, ha- I live in the best place for white noise. I live in Brooklyn, right? Like, yeah, it's super, right. I'm always in white noise. And we go visit um, my husband's family in Michigan and they uh, and stay at a cabin and it's too quiet. And Crickets. it's all, it's all yeah. I can hear. Um, and wow. people really struggle. And he- hearing aids have, most hearing aids, um, ours do as well, but most hearing aids have Basically, like a tinnitus filter, tinnitus masking. Oh, that's um, awesome! And it, I didn't and even know really that was a does, thing. Yeah, and it helps your brain. It distracts your brain from the noise. Um, truly, people can uh, the suffering that the level of tinnitus that people can have is is uh, is, is terrible. Wow. Well, I, maybe I'll I'll consider it. Yeah, I thought about what Tony said about the rock stars. Like, I would think they'd be cool to get them if yours is so cool and hip and. To get one of them as a spokesperson, you know, some kind of rock and roller. Who, yeah. Uh, and, uh, that would take it to a level that's not just old people. Well, unless they were an old rocker, but. Dave Grohl. Uh, Dave Grohl's got hearing loss. 
Yeah, okay. I just read an article about it, and oh my God, poor, poor Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis has um, he had sudden sensory hearing loss, like me, um, and basically oh, wow. like put him out of the game. He it is uh, it's a super super sad story. So, I mean, obviously, this year your passion is coming out clearly. Like, was there along the way so far? I mean, you're looking back. Is there some struggles with this company so far? Is it just flowing right now? Is there anything you guys are running into that are, and you doubting this? But you have no doubt. I can tell. I can answer that for you. You're, you're yeah. full bore. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm yeah, sometimes so... I have people like, oh, well, I thought about it that time I didn't like, but you, you, once you've, you hit the tr- ground running, you're, you've been sticking on that track, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. I think, yeah. you know, what I, what I like about Lively, um, and the culture we have there is, uh, we're swinging for the fences and right. nobody, like when you swing and you miss, that's okay. Right. And, uh, and I think, you know, what, one of the things that I've seen from uh, Adam and Elad is that acknowledgement, like when, you know, I'm like, my money says people are going to convert at a higher rate, right? We're going to do this, this idea I have is going to be money, right? It's totally going to work. And it won't. And I'm like, I love to own that and share that so that the people on my team are willing to take those risks because that's how, you know, this, they've been trying to sell hearing aids uh, for decades and to increase that adoption rate, to get people the hearing aids that they need. And Mm -hmm. it's a stubborn, stubborn needle to move. And so you have to try big things. Um, And so you have to create a culture where people want to do that. And I think that, you know, that to me is, is the fun part is working with people, uh, collaborating to kind of come up with new ideas. And the fact that you can do this and help people, um, it's super fun. Now, if, if I'm going to ask something that's might be hard to answer, but I mean, could you imagine your life without this right now? What, what, I mean, this is, what, what would you, you just would have continued doing what you're doing, but this has been a game changer. So you probably couldn't imagine your life without this experience now. No, I mean, I would always, I think, I think what I like about it as a um, uh, designer, right, as a practitioner, I love Mm -hmm. the two parts of the brain, the brand and product. So thinking about both like, what, uh, how do we attract people? And then when you're on the site, how do we give you the right information at the right time to help you make a decision? Um, And uh, like the, actually, you know what, if I were to do it all over again, I would be a researcher, because I, people are fascinating right they what they um i mean you know this from your from your podcast what uh the the rich and interesting lives that people have and what yeah. yeah the journey and what uh puts them in a position to make this decision or that decision um it's so interesting and to be able you know i look at my the people who work in user research and i'm just like oh my god tell me everything you know (laughs) there's no detail too small also, that you can use that and what you're doing for the, yeah. the market, the brand, and everything you know. I mean, so what are the bigger plans other than making it better and less expensive? What are the future plans for Lively and, and for you is obviously to keep doing this. But any big uh, things that you can share, the plans? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one of the things that we're really excited about is um, exploring uh, in clinic, right? So there are um, there's lots of people who want to buy a hearing aid online. But they want to talk with an audiologist in person or they want to take a hearing test in person or they want to do that first fitting in person. And so how can we uh, how can we do that and still make the hearing aids affordable? Um, That that's the next piece. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so one of the things, you know, it be, before we got off the subject of the stigma, I just be, wanted to step back for a second. I mean, I was just reading also about hearing loss actually is linked to increase in anxiety and depression mm. and cognitive decline, obviously. But, like, it is amazing if within the messaging, if, if more people understood that, that it could be changed in the dramatic change you had and the, the impact it had it would be cool to get that out there because I mean, i'm listening i'm actually maybe i do need to check it out uh, um uh, if as tony said i probably won't but uh, I, I should i got two more years on my seven years I think. but i really i really I, I i i just would have to be convinced so that it's not can be inconvenient and it's not even the price it's about like i said earlier like but then I realize you can take it out. You can use it when you want. It doesn't have to be dramatic. If you go to a party, you wear it or not. It's, it should be very convenient and kind of practical to, to carry it around and pop it in when you need to, I guess. Uh, yeah, you know, when um, we talk about uh, anxiety, depression, cognitive decline, um, I definitely felt the isolation and the depression. Um, and the, the article I read the, uh, really gave me pause around cognitive decline. Um, but we... Really, you know, at Lively, we don't want to trade in fear tactics. Um, the oh, hearing aid, you know, the, we really focus on the benefit, right? It is you are going to be, it's, it's not that you're, it's not just that you want to hear better. It's that you want to be connected, right? right. You want to, we, we talk about this with our app all the time, right? They're like, Nicole, what do you want? You know, is, when you think about uh, if you could hear the best, what, what would your engagement with the app be? And I, would, I said, it's nothing. I should, I should never have to think about my hearing. That's my goal. Right. That's what people who don't have hearing loss have. And so we really try to focus on the benefit, what you have uh, and what you can get back as opposed to what's going to happen if you don't. Because you can't force anyone to buy hearing aids. And that when, you, when you play with fear tactics, it's just that it provides people another kind of excuse, like, oh, they're just, they just want my money, right? They're just telling me these scary things. But mm-hmm. when, you know, when you can connect them with real research that says, hey, there's you know, correlations with cognitive decline, there's anxiety and depression, you could share that information with them. But it's really outside of the kind of purchase process, right? Yeah. That um, you, you just don't want people to feel like you're, you're twisting their arm. It's just, um, it's a personal decision. And you, you really want to put them in the mindset of you're going to be helping yourself. It's interesting when I go and I type in some of the Google searches randomly for this, and I, it's a, a formal description of, on the positive sense. It goes, having the capacity to hear allows a person to experience, communicate, learn, and enjoy the world around them. That was the description. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, a softer way to say that, but that's really what, in a way, you're talking about, not kind of the scare, tactic, t- yeah. scare tactics, really. Final thoughts for our listeners. I mean, you've covered a lot. Um, anything you want to leave us with, uh, not necessarily about Lively, about just your experience and your journey that is obviously your change forever from it, but any final thoughts that you that are just at the tip of your tongue? If- yeah, I think, um, you know, we, we spend a lot of time at work, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you make relationships and you learn 
But if you can work at something where your work directly contributes to um, helping people, to making the world a, a, a better place, um, it's, uh, there really is no greater reward. Um, it, it truly is fulfilling. Very nice. Well, I know what I'm going to do when I hang up, Tony. I'm going to go log on and do my test, my audiologist uh, test. Good for you, man. Let me know Todd, how that goes. Todd, if you want to talk to anybody, I can have you talk to any one of our audiologists. Um, give me a call. I'm happy to talk you through it. I've got an inside scoop. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. Right Tony, to I don't know where you are in your in your five to seven year journey, <laughs> but trust me, hearing loss is coming for all of us, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Good to, good to know. <laughs> Hey, Nicole, thank you. That was really, uh, I learned a lot. Yeah, it really huh. was fun. Thank you so much. I will call you and we'll, we'll talk about that. Thanks. Let's do it. Tony, it was so nice to meet you. Great to meet you. Any other thoughts, Tony, you want to throw in there? No, no, good. Thank You're you. good? All right. Fantastic. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, talk fellas. You soon. It was a lot of fun. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Gray Matters Podcast. Please rate and review and be sure to tell your friends too. For more information about this podcast, go to thegraymatters.org. And please subscribe to The Gray Matters wherever you get your podcast. I'd like to thank my guest, Nicole Cataret, my co-host, Tony Hoyland, and a special thanks to you, the listener. I'm Todd Harrington. Until next time.